Welcome to the Let Me Be Free podcast. My name is Jackie. And my name is Alwyn. We're two sisters from Ireland living in Australia, navigating our healing journeys together. And this is our podcast, Let Me Be Free. We'll be interviewing everyone who's helped us to get us where we are today, whether that's therapists, loved ones, people from our Facebook group, Let Me Be Free, The Wounded Inner Child, or people who we've never met, but have had huge impacts on our lives. Follow along with us on this journey as we try to dissect what has really worked for us in the hopes that you too might be freed. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Today's episode, we are going to do something again, a little bit different because I have my interview with my psychologist coming up who is trained in internal family systems, IFS for short. And what Alwyn asked us to do today was an IFS session uh, because she has something she wants to deal with. And I'll just give a little bit of context to this. Before we had access to a psychologist with training in internal family systems, IFS, we basically taught ourselves how to do it by looking at videos, reading books, just basically listening to anything to understand how to do it. And we started doing sessions with each other. Um, so today we're just going to do that. Like, obviously we both have the psychologist, but we can't just call on her whenever we want. We book in for sessions with her. Um, whereas this is just a Alwyn wants to do a session just to work on something. Um, so, Ollie, I think today the only way that I can do this is if we just do it exactly how I would do it if nobody was listening. Because, yeah. like, I was trying to think today when you when you messaged and asked if we could do this and record it, I was like, I've got to make sure that like I do it in such a way that people are understanding, and then my brain just got fried. So yeah. I think the only way that I can do this is if I just do it as if no it's not even for the podcast and you also do it just as if you're just doing it for yourself and then we can decide if we release it as an episode like we'll listen back to it afterwards and just decide whether it actually is worth releasing because we're at a point now where we can go through the process pretty quickly because we've done it so much um so I'm not sure how much value there will be but I think let's just record it. Let's do the session. Let's record it. And then if we think that people might understand it and follow along, we'll release it. How does that sound? Yeah, perfect. And I was thinking the same. So a few of the things that just came um, to me was just some to preface a few things, which is, you know, I will say I see something, you know, like I might say in this as we're doing the session, I might say, you know, I see I'm I'm a five year old or I'm it's my bedroom. So I want people to understand that. You know, it's not necessarily that I'm having this apparition and I can see it as if I've transported in time. It is essentially my imagination as in like it's I'm closing my eyes and the same way that you would daydream and you would think up a memory from the past. That's exactly the same way as how it occurs for me. So, you know, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people get really kind of bogged down and oh, but I don't see anything. I don't see X, Y or Z. We are very different, all of us, in how we process information. Some people see things visually, like actually like a little girl, say if I had a visual of a little girl, even though I don't necessarily remember myself at that age, I will just know instinctively that that's me. Um, some people are visual like that. Some people actually are auditory, so they will hear things. So, um, you know, with clients, sometimes I'll say, listen, notice for an image, you know, maybe a memory or maybe even just some words like um. I hate you. You know, I might not see anything, but I might hear it in my head, just a thought, 
that says I hate you. And so what we're looking for when I'm doing this is I'm looking for thought patterns or um, visuals or images that are kind of out of the norm for me or out of the ordinary. So if Jackie, you know, for every day I'm thinking about obviously the kids and I'm thinking about the house or whatever, and I'm doing a session with Jackie and she asks me something and suddenly I see a little girl on the side of the street, you know, um, in, in a kind of like picture form. Well, you know, obviously that's nothing to do with my current life. And that's how I, I guess, distinguish what is, um, what's kind of, you know, for a session and what's not. So a lot of the time, anyways, when we're in session, everything generally that comes up in session is irrelevant. So I just wanted to preface that because uh, I feel like we're all so unique in how this actually works. And as Jackie said, this was massively transformational for me when I listened to uh, Tim Ferriss doing it with Nick Schwartz. So Nick Schwartz was a Dick Schwartz. Dick Schwartz, is it? Dick Schwartz. Yeah. Uh, he is the IFS. Was he the founder, Jack? He created IFS, yeah. Yeah. yeah so he created IFS. And um, Nick Schwartz loves to do live examples. Dick Schwartz. Dick Schwartz loves to do live examples. And he did a live example with Tim Ferriss. And what I did was, when he was doing the live example with Tim, what I did was I paused after every question and I was doing it alongside him. And I found it so useful and so beneficial. So it was like free therapy, you know? So mm -hmm. I guess... You know, I um, I today had a client session myself and something popped up within that session. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. That feels like it's resonant to me. And so I was like, oh, I might actually see if Jackie wants to do an IFS session with me around that. And like Jackie said, if it's beneficial, if it's useful, great. If not, then, you know, I get a free therapy session. So win-win. <laughs> yeah, I think in the beginning when all of our memories came back and the shit was hitting the fan at home, this was really the a lifesaver like we we had obviously done some mdma therapy the two of us and we'd gotten memories back but we had to figure out how to process that and live with it and both of us went to extremes of how we were feeling um and there was so many times where i just felt so bad i just felt so low or so anxious or so unsafe or even thinking of suicidal thoughts that I would just call you or message you and be like can you do a session with me and we would just literally hop on to the call and we would do oftentimes we would take two or three hours and by the end of it I would have so much relief like it would be a freaking intense two or three hours it was hard work um and it was long and it was exhausting. Like I would just want to go to bed afterwards. But the amount of relief that I felt, it was, like I said, like I, I hate to use the word life-saving, but it really was. Like it was absolutely huge in me being able to get through that time in my life. And it was the same for you. Like you would message and you would just be like, I am about to jump off a cliff. Like you, are you available for a session? Um, and it was really good because in that moment we didn't have a psychologist who was trained in IFS and also like we we were constantly needing sessions back then we were needing sessions every few days because it was we were really not in a good headspace at that time even if we had a psychologist we wouldn't have been able to see them every second day probably well maybe we would have but just being able to learn how to do it ourselves mm. and you know we were really lucky in that we could do it for each other but I think there's a lot of people who can't afford to get a therapist. And what I'm going to do today is just me, my way of doing it that I've just kind of gravitated towards. Yeah, like I'm not a psychologist. I don't have 
the levels of training in internal family systems that my psychologist has, it's very hard to get into the training. I've been trying now for a couple of years. It's a lottery system at this stage because it's so popular. But there's books, there's YouTube videos, there's examples you can follow along. There's so many ways that you can learn it and do it for yourself. Um, so, yeah, we'll do the session today. But I have to say this is the number one thing that has helped me to yeah. get through some of the toughest, toughest periods of my life. And one thing I'll also add to that, because I know there's a lot of people that don't have another person that they can do this with, you know, do a session with or anything. And so I just need people to also understand that for a good majority of the times that I did IFS, I was doing it with myself as well. So like, you know, if you don't have someone, of course, it's more beneficial when you have someone else because you're outside, you know, they're able to be able to navigate your internal world a bit, help you navigate your internal world a bit easier. But this is definitely doable and a really great tool to connect you to your own self. I found that one of the things was, like you were saying, Jackie, I feel like we were so out of control um, with our trauma at the time. I think that doing IFS was really helpful, helpful to help us feel like we had a bit more um, control um, over our internal world or internal environment, because essentially, you know, energetically, we were probably just like, completely on fire like running around we were on fire and we were like someone put us out whereas you know it was finding ways to put ourselves out or to connect with these parts of us and kind of really tune in and see what part of us or what it is that we were struggling with in each and every given moment and so hopefully you'll be able to follow along and you know this is a new level of vulnerability even for me because mm -hmm. you know when I'm in state this is a very different type of vulnerability for me you know um I don't know what will come up and so I'll just try to surrender as much as I can and I think um, doing it without the belief that people are going to hear it will help so I'll do that <laughs> yeah 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 same here like um, <clears throat> the only way that I can possibly do this and lead it is to just assume that it's not going to be listened to so so do you want to run me through what happened today or why it is that you wanted the session yeah so it was interesting so in my client session today um, what we came up against was my client had this part of her that believed that she still needed to stay small in order to stay safe, you know. And when I was just going through the session with her, it just there was this real like ping for me that that felt very um, resonating to me right now, like that I feel like there's a part of me that is kind of holding me back from stepping into my potential or moving forward um, and actually just experiencing the joy and the happiness and the life that I want because it believes in order to stay safe and alive, um, I need to stay small. So I'd really like to explore that. Okay, so there's a part of you that feels like you need to stay small in order to feel safe. There's a part of you that um, doesn't want that to be the case. Yes, it's part of you that feels like that is holding you back from your potential, you said. Yeah. So you feel like you have a lot of potential and that's holding you back. Yeah, just one of the things that came up for me was I have this pattern and we know my pattern of, you know, like I'll go to the cafe in the morning, I get a coffee and cake, you know, but I've been getting severely like really frustrated with it recently because I actually haven't even enjoying the coffee or the cake. I'm still doing it, but like I was like, I want more for myself. I want to do something that fills up my cup and makes me feel happy and joyful. And um, I just don't understand why I'm still doing that. And it just feels like the same thing. It's like, it feels safe. It feels like 
you know, that feels like who I was and it feels safe and I like staying in that bubble. It kind of feels like that's a part of that. And there's a part of me that's really frustrated. That's like, but there's so much better stuff out there. Like there's, there's time to live. I want to go and live life and get up in the morning and, you know, go for a walk and explore. But then there's that other part of me that's like, no, 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 we need to do what we've always done. That's safe. You know, just stay in your box kind of thing. Of these parts, the part that's feeling, okay, I need to keep you small. You need to be small in order to be safe. And then the other part that feels frustrated because it wants you to be fulfilled and, and go outside of the box. Where do you feel both of these parts in your body? You know, I feel it in my shoulders. It's kind of like, um, you know, I feel like I'm the hunchback, you know, like I feel it like um, across both shoulders and my upper back into my neck as if I'm, you know, just burdened by this mm-hmm. like weight on my shoulders and my neck. And the other part of me, the one that's like, wants to, that's frustrated and wants to do something more fulfilling I feel that in my womb, actually, you know, I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel that in my kind of like womb space, just like, um, like feather light, just, yeah, feeling in my womb space. Okay. Okay. And of the two, which feels more intense right now? The shoulders, the weight. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So before we go to the shoulders and the weight, let's first talk to the one in your ovaries, the frustrated one. And let's just check in with this part and see what's going on here. How do you feel towards this part? I feel compassion. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel a bit like sad. Um, yeah, it just feel like it just wants to be free. It just wants to be free to play and to create and to explore. Um, and I just feel a bit sad that it feels trapped. Okay, perfect. So ask the sadness to um, just kind of take a step back for a moment so that we can just talk to this part um, from a place of kind of centeredness, if that makes sense. So ask the sad part to step back, if it would just step back for a moment while we talk to this other part that's frustrated. So how are you feeling towards it now? Just curious, compassionate, curious. Okay, Okay, perfect, perfect. So ask this frustrated part if it can give us some more information about why it feels the way it feels and what it's doing for example if it wants to show you a memory or you know put some idea in your mind um and even if it goes to something even if it puts something in your mind that you think might be unrelated just say it out anyways whatever it wants to share it can share okay it's interesting like nothing like nothing's coming up I've got feel like I've kind of got a bit of distance from it if it just it's kind of like it's trashing about it's like if I could give an image it's like it's like a caged animal and it's just running mm-hmm. around the place and bouncing off my you know um my womb like my inside my womb space it's just it's like it just feels if I could give an example actually or a, a description of it it feels like how I used to feel when I used to like 
I would have classed myself as having ADHD. Do you know that kind of like ADHD-ness where it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's got so much energy to burn off and it's like literally running and bouncing off the walls and it just feels too contained inside the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Roadrunner, do you know that Roadrunner that like just like speeds everywhere? That's what the image it's giving me. Okay, perfect. So we asked, this was the part that was frustrated that you weren't living your potential, that you weren't out there doing all of the things. And we asked this part to show us anything it wanted to show us. And what it showed you is this roadrunner kind of contained within a cage, bouncing off the walls. Um, ADHD brain. ADHD brain. Okay. So just acknowledge that it's showed you that. And again, just ask, is there anything else it wants to show you or does it want, what does it want you to understand? It just feels contained by this life trapped. Like it, what it's saying to me is you don't give me enough space. Like you're not giving me any space to live, to exist, to create, to feel, to experience life, to feel joy. It just feels really frustrated that there's so much to do out there and it's stuck in here going stir fucking crazy. Like it just, Mm -hmm. it actually reminds me of my own children when, when they've not gotten outside, when they're just stuck indoors and I've like stuck them on the iPad or I'm not like just, yeah, like that's what I see is like, you know, I'm not meant to be in here. I'm not meant to be in a Mm -hmm. space this small. I'm meant to be free you know, why am I, why are you keeping me here? Okay, perfect. So can it um, tell you what would happen if it wasn't able to do what it's doing? What is it afraid would happen if you were contained? If I wasn't contained? If you were, if, um, if you were trapped and you weren't able to get you know, it's, it's, it's saying that it feels trapped. Yeah. And what will happen if that doesn't change? It's showing me a depression, like mm-hmm. just feeling really depressed. There's no point to life, which is what I've been feeling recently. Um, when I've been going for a coffee, that part of me is saying, this is the only joy I have in my life. It's the only happiness I have in my life, which I know isn't true, which I've been talking to it about. But what, what it's showing me is if, we, if I stay in here trapped, in this contained space we're just gonna keep on feeling just dead like no vitality no life just feeling numb and depressed and heavy and slow and empty okay so it wants you it wants you to get out and do stuff and be vital and be fulfilled because it's worry is that if you don't you'll be depressed. So it's trying to protect you from being depressed. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's trying to, like, it's showing me that, you know, I'm, it's, it's like, it's got all of my, it's like my vitality, my life force, my creativity, and I'm not letting it out. Like, you know, what's the, what's the point in living if you don't, if you can't experience life, creativity, like, you know, joy, happiness, freedom. It's Mm -hmm. yeah. Like you're going to be depressed if you can't allow yourself to feel any of those things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And can it show you the first time it played this role for you? 
or one of the first times that it played this role for you, where it basically kind of pushed you to get out there, do stuff, to do all these things, to be creative, so as to avoid you feeling down. Can show you one of the first times that it played this role for you? Showing me kickboxing. So okay. when I was, you know, I think I started kickboxing when I was 12. And I was really forced to do that. Like I, you know, it was, I had to do it because I was getting into lots of fights and stuff and I really needed to protect myself, but it was forcing me to get out there and just, you know, bring back some life into my body, you know, like kick something, punch something, feel something in my body, Mm -hmm. connect with other people, have a reason and a purpose to live. And I feel like kickboxing and the community it gave me, gave me purpose Okay, perfect. So, so it explained to us that it needed for you to get out and do these things because if you didn't do them, you would get depressed. And then I asked for one of the first times that it played this role for you. And it was back when you were around 12 and it got you to go and start doing kickboxing um, so that you would be using your body and using your creativity and connecting with people so as to I assume avoid depression yeah is that what it's is that why it did it back then yeah and it worked like it it made a massive difference to my life like it really shifted the trajectory of my life Mm -hmm. perfect and so just ask again if there's any other memories it wants to show you where it played this role for you um it's showing me when I did the um the triathlon or whatever with the team you know it was like gave me purpose like got me to train I felt like I felt alive I was I decided um someone in work had asked me to be a part of a a triathlon team I would do the running leg which was I think half a marathon and I hadn't run much before that but it was the challenge and the and to do something with my body and to feel alive and to work towards something, it gave me such life and purpose. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another time it's showing me. Okay, perfect. And if you hadn't done that at that time, what do you, what is it saying would have happened? I think at that time, it's not saying that like, it, it doesn't feel like anything bad necessarily would have happened. I just would have felt continuously the same numb lifeless you know it just gave me it was like getting an injection of of vitality and joy and happiness for that short period of time that I did that you know Mm -hmm. um and I guess what that's saying is it's like you know when you plan a holiday it just gives you something to live for gives you Mm -hmm. it gives you something to continue the monotony of the shit of life and that's what Mm -hmm. I felt it gave me so so is it saying that there's like a part of you that is just kind of continuously a bit depressed? Yes. And it was trying to get you out of that? Okay. It was trying to keep me, like I think what it was saying, what it feels like it's saying is when I dip below a certain point, it generally gives me an injection of something to do in order to bring my depressiveness up to a baseline until I sink again and then it gives me something else to do and it brings me back up to baseline and I sink again okay perfect okay great and that's so just why, asking if it's yeah I feel, I feel like it's just showing me like it's why in the last few years I stopped exercising like I haven't exercised in years because 
it was like a false it just felt like a false um uh happy pill that always brought me like it gave me happiness and then I always came back to the same shit place and I just got mm-hmm. fed up of feeling that happiness and I could feel a lot of emotion coming up now feeling that okay. happiness for a short period of time while I was exercising but then always going back to the same place of feeling unhappy and miserable and depressed okay perfect so that emotion that's coming up around feeling that you know part that's miserable and and depressed um just ask it to hold that space for one second while we get while we just talk to this uh frustrated protector part um just ask this frustrated protector part just let it know that this other kind of emotional depressed part is coming up and would it be okay for us to talk to it would we need to get the permission from the protector so the frustrated part is my protector the part that gets frustrated okay and I asked that part to just step back is it oh no sorry just ask ask for permission to speak ask if it's okay for us to speak to this other more the depressed part if it says no that's fine yeah it's saying no it's saying no okay perfect perfect so just let the depressed part know that we will we will definitely we do definitely want to come and talk to it but we've just got to wait until this protector part gives us permission and we'll just go back to the protector part and have the the emotional part has gone into the distance now I don't feel it perfect ask the protector part um for more information because so far it said that it gets you to do all of these things to kind of take you away from this part that gets that feels very depressed ask it for more information on what it's doing there is it is going to um yeah just ask it if it wants to give you some more information on that okay no nothing's coming up okay perfect so 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 far what we've come to is um we spoke to this frustrated part who wanted you to get out and do stuff and um be fulfilled and what it essentially showed us is all of these um memories from your life where you've been operating at um almost a level of depression so there's a part of you that is just kind of operating in this base level of depression and then this other part comes in when it feels like you're getting too deep into that depression and starts telling you things that you need to do to get you out and then as we were talking to this part that does that that tries to get you out the part that actually feels this depression started coming in um and we've just taken we've just asked for for that part to wait until we work with this part that's um protecting you in some format and so is there anything else it wants us to understand about how it protects you or is there another part that it's actually protecting everything's gone really calm okay perfect I don't see any parts or feel any parts I just feel really calm okay 
So just ask if a dissociation part has stepped in and get a yes or a no. I keep on getting yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. <laughs> okay, so ask if there is a part that's coming, a, a part that's a confusion part that's coming in and get a yes or a no. Yes. Okay, perfect. So ask this confusion part, was it getting too overwhelming? Is that why it stepped in? Yes. Perfect. So just let it know that, is there anything that it wants us to do in order to allow us to proceed? Or can it just take a step back while we continue working with the frustrating part? It's step back. Okay, perfect. So do you have access to the frustrated part again? Yes. And how do you feel towards it? Yeah, totally fine. Okay. And how old does the frustrated part think you are? It says 20. Okay, perfect. Just let it know what age you actually are. <laughs> I barely know that. I'm like, my 33 or 34? <laughs> You're 33. Um, I think I'm 34. I think we all just debate. You're 34 in a couple of weeks. Are you sure? Yes, I just wrote your birthday card. I think you're wrong. Okay, I'll, I'll go with 33. I still think I'm 34, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So once you've let it know what age you are. Um, it said, God, that's old. <laughs> <laughs> so ask it why you thought you were 20. Is there a memory from, from when you were 20 that or is there something specific about when you were 20? Did something happen when you were 20? Yes. Can it show you? Yeah, give me a minute. We were going to move to Australia. We were choosing, deciding to move to Australia. Okay, and what part did it play in that? It's, it's showing me, um, so when we were going to move to Australia, it was a massive decision. Um, and there was a part of me that really wanted to go, but then there was another part of me that um, I, I was getting severe PTSD symptoms, which I hadn't experienced before um, in my conscious waking life, like in my during the daytime. Yeah. And it was just so terrified that because I had heard so many people had broken up oh, when they went to abroad. And my greatest fear was I believed that I would I knew I decided I would kill myself subconsciously if Rob and I broke up I, I decided I was going to kill myself because I wouldn't go back to our home house and this part of me was just in such terror of the the possibility that me and Rob would break up if we went to Australia and so it was like this battle that was going on of the part of me that knew I needed to go in order to save myself and the part of me that wanted me to stay to save myself I don't know why that's coming up or what that has to do with anything I'm not really sure but that's what it's showing okay. me it's, I have this visual memory of sitting on the couch beside Rob and it's the first time I told Rob about my PTSD symptoms um but I didn't know it was PTSD symptoms at the time I thought I was actually insane and I was afraid that I was mental and I it took a lot of courage to tell him that I experienced this thing and everything moves away from me and could he hold my hand because it normally didn't happen during the day mm -hmm. um and then a, a family member of his was a psychic um, and she well she did some like readings and stuff and she said me and Rob were going to stay together and it eased some of my trauma symptoms and my PTSD okay so 
was the the part that is getting frustrated right now and wants you to go 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 was is this part showing you this memory because it was trying to get you to go to Australia yes it was trying to get me to go to Australia it was like okay it's like showing me but yeah. then there was another part of you that didn't want you to go because of the fear it's safe wants me to stay safe yeah okay perfect so we've ended up at a, a situation that is very similar to what you're experiencing right now but just in a different context you've got one part when you're 20 that doesn't want you to go wants you to stay stay safe uh don't go outside the comfort zone because it's safer just to keep things as is and then there's another part of you that wants you to go um, in the case of when you're 20, go to Australia. But in the case of now, it just wants you to fulfill your potential in some way. So we've yeah. ended up with two very similar parts, but in a completely different situation when you're 20. Is that correct? Yeah. And I've got a lot of emotion coming up now towards that part of me that got me to go to Australia because it's saying you saved my life. You know, it's mm -hmm. yeah. So what is this protective part, this frustrated protector part saying would have happened if you had not moved to, if it had not got you to move to Australia? I would have, it's not saying I would have killed myself, but no, it's actually saying I would have, there was a high possibility I would have killed myself. Okay. Okay. And one of the things that you said when you were explaining it a few minutes was, uh, it wanted you to go to save your life. So, and now it's just said there was a high possibility that you would kill yourself. If I so, stayed. Oh, if you stayed. Yeah. So is this part that it's saying, you know, this part of you that would have possibly killed yourself, is this the depressive part, ask it, or is this a different part? No, depressive part, yeah. Okay, so we're still working with the same parts. We've got the part that, wants you to go and do and get out there and there's the part that's dep that's depressed and then there's this other part that doesn't want you to get out there and do anything it just wants you to stay still don't go outside of your comfort zone stay within the box so we're still basically working with the same three parts yeah yeah i just don't know if them if there's so i know that there's definitely that part that's the frustration go out but I don't know, is the depressed part and the stay safe part the same? No, I don't know. Just ask. Okay. Are they the same? Yes, it said yes. Okay. So ask the protector again. So ask the part that wants you to go, go, go. Just say to it, we have the ability to work with this depressed part so that it won't feel so depressed. Ask the protector, the frustrated part, if we can do that, if we can work with this depressed part and make it feel a little better, is that something it would want? And get a yes or a no. Yeah, it said it wouldn't even have to exist because we'd be free, you know, where the, the depressed part that's keeping us in the safe box is, that's what's keeping us depressed. It's keeping us dead. And this protector part, it just wants us to be free, free from the cage. Okay, so the protector part is saying 
that it wouldn't have to play this role of constantly needing, like pushing you to go out and do things. If this uh, depressed part wasn't depressed, it wouldn't have to push you because you wouldn't yeah. be depressed. It wouldn't be okay, yeah, perfect. Exactly. So just ask it, would, would it let us speak to the depressed part and work with it? Would it be willing to let us yes. work with the depressed part? Okay, perfect. So when we asked for permission before, it said no. It's given us some more information and now it's feeling comfortable for us to talk to this depressed part. So just say thank you for that. Just let the protector frustrated part know that we appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. And then we will talk to this depressed part that wants you to stay still, that wants you to um, stay in a box. Yeah. So just ask this part um, if it's willing to speak to us and get a yes or a no. Yes. Okay, great. And where do you feel this part in your body? I feel it kind of like feels like kind of like tingles all over my body kind of like goosebumps or like just a nervousness it feels like a nervousness and anxiousness uh, a trembling kind of in my body okay okay perfect and is there anywhere that you feel it more than anywhere else or is my it all over plexus. like your solar plexus okay perfect and how do you feel towards this part um, yeah, I feel totally okay, calm, curious. Okay. So ask this suppressed part if it's heard the conversation that we had with the frustrated part. Yes. Okay. And how does it feel about that frustrated part? Anxious. Okay. Perfect. And... Is it aware of what, um, actually ask this depressed part, what age it is? Five. Okay, perfect. And ask it if it knows what age you are. It says I'm five. Okay, perfect. So just let it know what age you actually are. And then just like we did with the protector, we're essentially just going to ask this part to show us anything it wants us to show, tell us anything it wants us to tell us. We're just basically giving it some space to communicate whatever it wants to communicate with us. Whether that's a memory or it says something in your head or it wants to show you a visual, whatever it wants to show you, it can show you. It's just showing me food. It's okay. just showing me to just like, the, just stick with food. Food is safe. Food is, mm -hmm. you know, food is love. Food is, it helps us feel safe. We need to just eat. And just that's just it. It's just just very anxious, very just terrified of anything else, trying to allow anything else in. It's it's like a tunnel. And she just she just keeps on focusing on food. Just keep thinking about food. That's all you do, just keep thinking about food. Just when we eat next, what can we eat? When are we going to eat? What can we eat? And I okay. feel very like like panicked about it. Like I just need to eat something. I just need to eat something. Very panicked. Perfect. Can it show you the first time it felt this way? She's showing me as a little girl and she's just, she's just running around that. Like she's like, she just looks like she's just running around the house. Like 
just terrified. She's like, it's like she's an ant. She's afraid of being stepped on. She's just so terrified and scared and helpless. And she just mm-hmm. doesn't know how to stop the, the feelings in her body. She doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, Ollie, if you want, if there's memories that come up and you don't actually want to say the exact memory, you don't have to say it out loud to me. You can just say there is a memory and it's it's something around this. You don't have to tell me exactly what it is. If you're not comfortable with that, I just thought I'd mention that. Um, but yeah, just let it show you anything else that it wants to show you. So it's showing you running around and feeling like an ant and just let it know that um, falling. It can, falling? Crawling. She's crawling. Oh, she's crawling. Okay. So she's really young then. Yeah. Okay. And she, she's, she's mem- remembering, she's remembering how safe it felt to be breastfed, to be close to mom and feel safe and it's like the only time that she felt safe was mm-hmm. when she was close and there was something safe about that and and just the soothingness and the warmth of it and it's like she's been just crawling around searching for something for that same warmth that same love that same safety mm-hmm. yeah perfect So again, just allow the space for her to tell you or show you anything else that she wants to show you. Yeah, I'm having a memory. I'm in the bath and I'm three. And I won't go into the rest of the memory here. Mm -hmm. But she just wants to escape her body. She doesn't want to be in her body. Okay. Doesn't like her body anymore. She doesn't feel comfortable in it. Okay. So she's showing you a memory of in the bath and I assume some kind of abuse has happened and she doesn't want to be in her body and she's showing you that now. Yeah, she just doesn't feel safe. Okay. Okay, perfect. Again, just let her know that she can share anything with you. This is a place for her to share whatever she wants and you can then choose whether to share that with me or not and that's totally fine but this is a space for her to share with you whatever she wants to share and how she felt. She just feels so out of control. She doesn't feel like she has any control over her body or over how she feels or she just feels so out of control. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then she just and shows so- food. the food just feels like the only time she feels like she has any control over her life Mm -hmm. okay perfect so we've we've gone and asked this depressed part the part that just wants you to stay still not move don't go outside the box don't leave your comfort zone this part that wants you to just stay um, small we've asked her to show us anything that she wants to show us and she showed you these memories from when you're very young and you just feel like you're not in control and you are very uncomfortable in your body and very uncomfortable in your environment feeling very out of control and the one thing that you feel like you do have control of is food and so she's showing you almost this obsession with food because that's the only thing that makes her feel like she has any control so is that correct? 
Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So just let her know that we're getting all of that. And let her know that if there's anything else she wants to share with you, she can. It's just really interesting. She's showing me like food as if it's like, it's this anchor. Like, it's like, she's just showing me like, it's like, it's just like, it's wild. Like there's, it's like a war zone and food is like, it's like, there's this, um, it's kind of like a, a rope or something that, that it's like, it's a rope that in the distance, it's tethered on to something solid and mm-hmm. that's food it's like she, I'm just literally pulling myself along the rope just just food you know it's random but it feels yeah that's like everything else is chaos everything else is out of control but this is the only the only um link to safety link to mm-hmm. that solid thing that's going to keep me moving forward okay and so ask her what would happen if she didn't have food, if she didn't have that anchor, she didn't have that rope that's pulling her along. She just wouldn't cope. She'd be lost. Like she'd, she just, it's like, it's like um, a tornado. It's like an endless loop of chaos and misery and suffering and death. And it's like just darkness and misery. That's it. And mm-hmm. it's a, it's rather than the food is, is like there's that rope that goes to the something hard, like something in the future. Without the food, there's no rope. And it's like I'm yeah. stuck in hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't give it up because I can't, I can't lose control. You know, I can't, I can't let go of the rope. I can't let go of the rope is what she's saying. I can't. Okay, let go perfect. Of the rope. So just let her know that she's not going to have to let go of the rope. And she's We're not showing here her to. Hands. She's showing me her hands and they're all ripped and they're bloody from trying to hold on to the rope. Like it's like the rope is frayed and all of the like the rope has been like overused and her hands are bloody and sore and her hands are cramping and she doesn't want to let go of the rope. But she's also hurting holding the rope. OK, perfect. Ask her if there was a way that we could help her have what she needs, have the control, have whatever it is that she needs in that situation so that she no longer had to hold the rope, that she could get everything that she needed without having to hold that rope. Is that something she would want? Yeah. Okay. So why don't we do that for her now? Why don't we ask her in taking that situation that memory that feeling and ask her what it is that she needs in that moment and what you can give to her let her know that whatever it is that she needs she can show you and you can give to her in your imagination yeah so I go in, I'm going into the bathroom and what, like, I just feel this overwhelming urge to just kick dad and just shove him onto the ground and kick him. Okay, perfect. So just check with her that that's what she wants. Just get a yes or a no, like just say yeah. to her. So I go into the 
bathroom. I kick the shit out of dad. Is that what you want me to do? And get a yes or a no, just so that we can verify that we're doing what she wants and not what you want. Yes. Perfect. Okay, she's, she's, she's saying she needs to know that I'm more powerful. I'm stronger. Excellent. Perfect. So, yep, keep going. Ask her what else she can, whatever else she needs, she can tell you. Then you take her out of the bath. And I just hold her really close and I get her wrapped in a really soft and fluffy towel. And I tell dad if he gets up, I'll fucking kill him. Perfect. Um, I've got so much anger, like there's so much anger there that's come up for, you know, but I just breathe through it because he doesn't even deserve it. He doesn't fucking deserve it. You know, the little girl I was needs me and he doesn't deserve any more of our time. She needs to be safe and protected. And so I just wrap her in a really soft and cozy towel and I hold her really close and I walk down the stairs and I do something else and then with her in my arms I walk out the door and I have her like really close like she's not looking at anything she's just just really like wrapped up in a ball and she's against my jumper so that she doesn't have to see anything or anyone mm -hmm. and I push mom out the way and and then I just everything just disappears and I'm just there with her in this I think it's like not even a world it feels like an in-between space it's not it's like not this reality it's it's just like this, like clouds. It's not a place. It's just safety. It's all of our home okay. house and everything's disappeared around us. And I'm just holding her really close and safe and just rocking her. Perfect. So ask her if there's any feelings or belief systems that she wants to leave behind in that place. Anything she feels about herself, anything she feels that she doesn't like feeling, just ask her if there's anything she wants to leave back in that place. Because at the moment you're in the in-between and you're in this safe place and the wind can take those things back or the ocean can take it back for whatever she wants. But ask her if there's Anything she no longer wants to carry. She keeps on asking why. And she has a lot of shame. A lot of shame. Okay. Why don't you explain to her why, um, from your perspective, you'd like her to not have to carry shame? No, she's asking. She's saying why and what she means by the why is, why me? Why, why didn't they love me? Why could no one love me? she's it's her pain it's her sadness it's her grief it's she just keeps on asking why 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 wasn't I good enough why why wasn't I lovable enough why why so she she believes that she wasn't good enough 
that she wasn't lovable. There was something about her that uh, deemed it that people couldn't love her. Yeah. So does she want to leave all of those belief systems that she has about herself? Does she want to carry them with her into her safe life in the future? Or does she want to leave those belief systems behind in that old house? She doesn't know how to let them go. She feels like they're a part of her, like they're sewn into her. We have a lot of different ways that we can let those go. Um, you know, her spirit guides or angels can come and she can hand them off to her angels. If she doesn't want to part with them yet, but doesn't want to carry them, she can just put them all in a backpack and give them to you and you can carry them. Or we can put them into the earth and the earth can absorb it. Um, we can give it to the wind and the wind can take them. Whatever she feels that she can manage and what feels good for her. She's afraid of, of letting them down. She's afraid of, like she's got used to the weight of them. It's like if she lets them down or lets them go, it's as if she's afraid that she'll float away or or it's like it just it there's nearly a comfort in it nearly a familiarity in it it's it feels safe to her to to mm -hmm. have these belief systems and okay. keeps her safe okay so just ask her if she would be willing to just hand you one of them and just see how it feels she just keeps saying they keep her safe. She's holding on to okay. that tight. Okay, perfect. That's totally fine. Is there something that we could replace them with so that she continues to feel super, super safe? Like, for example, let's say we she hands the belief system to you that she's not good enough, but then you replace it with feelings of, just the most safe you've ever felt in your life and you just exchange that so that she can still feel equally as safe but she's just not holding that belief system about her worth you're just she's basically afraid. she's afraid of what will happen if she doesn't protect herself with these belief systems okay you know she's afraid of she feels like she needs to hold them to protect herself from from other bad things happening in the future she's she's alluding to something that happened I'm not really sure what it is but something about it's safer to believe these things of yourself than to, than to believe otherwise it keeps her safe okay. okay so just let her know that you're here to she can show you whatever it is that she wants to show you about whatever has happened to help her feel this to that she feels this way so she can show you a memory or a situation where having holding this belief helped her or saved her kept her safe she's showing me the flower girl thing okay so she's showing you the flower the memory of when you were supposed to be a flower girl but you were actually um, sexually abused so just let her give you some more information about how 
holding that belief saved her in that moment. And you don't have to share that with me. If you don't want, you can keep that to yourself, but just let her show you whatever she wants to show you. She's showing me that, you know, she believed that she was special because she was picked because you were always picked for everything. You were always the, the prettier one and the smarter one and the quieter one and the calmer one and the responsible one. And she was just the stupid one and just nothing, whatever. Can't even, well, no words. And so what she's saying is she couldn't believe that they picked her over you to be the flower girl. And so mm -hmm. she allowed herself to believe that maybe she was pretty or maybe she was special or maybe, you know, yeah, maybe there was something special about her and good things could happen to her. And she allowed herself to believe that things could be OK, that things were good, that maybe she wasn't so rotten after all. And then she went to be a flower girl to wear a beautiful dress and she had so much hope. And then it was just the worst nightmare imaginable and no one cared. And so she said it was when she came home from that, she decided it was safer to never allow herself to hope or never allow herself to believe that she was worth anything because the pain of the rejection and the suffering after believing that she was something was too much to handle. It was safer to just believe that she was nothing. Okay, perfect. So ask her if we can help her change this memory and get what she needed in that moment and have everything that she wanted and needed. Is that something that she would want? Yeah. So why don't you help her to have what she really wanted and needed in that moment? She's saying she felt so stupid, so stupid to believe that, that she could be anything. It's like they were all laughing at her. Everyone was laughing at her. And so take her hand and go back into that memory and ask her what she needs in that moment or what she would like and give it to her. But she just keeps on saying, stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. I'm slamming her fists off the floor. And so I'm just allowing her the space to just feel all of that at the moment. But she just Perfect. needs to feel that and process that. Perfect. She just has so much anger and hatred and shame at herself for not knowing better, for not realizing what was going to happen or just so much anger at her own stupidity. And so I'm just allowing her to let that out. And what age was she? Six. Okay. I said to her, I said, you know, it's not your fault for wanting something beautiful you know, life was so shit. You just needed something to hope for. And she said, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. That's the problem. Never hope for anything. You know, that's hope is the problem. Not other things hope, you know. I shouldn't have, mm -hmm. you know, I, I allowed myself to hope. I needed hope. So if you just don't need hope, 
if you don't need anything, then you won't be disappointed when you don't get it. Mm -hmm. bad things happen. And so I'm just letting her move through these feelings. Mm-hmm. she's just showing me other times she allowed herself to hope to believe that life could be better and she's saying that the same thing is happening right now that I'm wanting to break free the box and, and move towards hope and a better life and a good life and she's saying be careful it's dangerous mm-hmm. So yeah, just let her show you everything that she wants to show you. So now, you know, it's interesting because now, you know, she had brought up the miscarriages. We had the four miscarriages and she was like, see, you know, hope. You don't need to hope. And now it's actually turning around the other way. But now it's coming up with all the times that we did hope and good things happened. Like after the miscarriages, we had two beautiful boys. We hope to be a better mom. We believe that there's a possibility we could be better and be safe for the boys and be happier and that's happened and all the times that we did move towards that hope towards that light and it worked out really really well like leaving for Australia and so there's a space that is opening up inside of me that's you know making way for a lightness and a freeness and a making space for hope in Mm -hmm. the face of her fears like she's seeing for the first time all of the times that we've got really good things happen in our lives and that in reality those ones actually outweigh the ones that she has Mm -hmm. yeah there's a real sense of lightness and relief and yeah just a nice feeling expanding within me she's saying maybe I don't have to feel this way all the time feel hopeless afraid and let's ask her to choose the most intense memory that she showed you and let's ask her to trust you to help her change that memory. All the memories that she showed me, we did reprogram before. And so mm-hmm. she's she's kind of just looking at them and kind of, they look like the lights have turned off in them, you know, as if they don't really, they don't really matter. It's like she doesn't want to spend any more time in them. She just wants to come with me towards the light, towards the joyful part. Perfect. Just doesn't want to waste time with them anymore. So ask her if she wants to leave some of any belief systems behind. She said she doesn't want to waste time anymore with any of the memories. Now ask her if some of these belief systems, they're just not doing her justice. They're just not giving her her best life if there's any of them that she wants to leave behind yeah she wants to leave behind that she's not good enough she wants to leave Mm -hmm. behind that she's stupid Mm -hmm. she wants to leave behind that she's dirty and ugly 
She wants to leave behind that life will never get better. She can't have a good life because she's poor. So ask her, is she able to just leave those behind or does somebody need to take them from her? No. Or does she need to? They're just kind of floating off her and just like they're just gravitating back towards the past, the darkness. She's just walking with me and as she says them, it's just they're flowing off her body. She wants to leave behind the self-hatred and the self-loathing and the self-abuse. Amazing. She's about the food. Okay. We're not going to make her do anything she doesn't want to do. Why don't we fill that space, the space now that's opened up because she's left behind so many of the belief systems about herself, the self-hatred, the feelings of inadequacy, all of those things have now left a space inside of her. Ask her what she wants to fill that with. Hope and joy and happiness and creativity and vitality and excitement and fulfillment and purpose and love and expansiveness and playfulness. Mm -hmm. All of those things. Perfect. She's like showing me that like it's like a suitcase that's overfilled. And like all of these things are just like squeezing out of the orifices. <laughs> <laughs> and now that she's filled to the brim with all of those things, how's she feeling about food right now? A bit afraid. Anxious. Okay. What is it about the food that's making her afraid and anxious? She just doesn't know how to exist with it. She doesn't understand how to exist with food. It just doesn't make sense to her just there's always so many just different things tied up in it and she just finds it so confusing she doesn't understand food or how to be around food you know okay. she has to eat but she just doesn't know what to eat and it just feels so overwhelming okay just feels well for now we can just let her know that that's something we can work with her on and for now we can let food just be as it is and fill ourselves up with all of the things that she said, hope and joy and creativity and contentment and go to wherever it is that she wants to now go to. She she'd can like, choose. She'd like to, um, she'd like you to help her to like, you know, hope for something, like to create something to, to look out into the future and, and create a vision of something you know she'd like okay. to she'd like to hope towards something and she'd like a bit of help to create it so that she can see it yeah no problem something good something for so her. so she can go to a door that has a very bright white light coming through it so she can't see what's on the other side of the door the door is open it's just a very, very bright light. And when she steps through that door and steps into that light, on the other side of that is everything that she wants, a place where she feels completely safe and content with people, if she wants, who feel 
everything that she wants to feel. They help her feel everything that she wants to feel. And she has all of the feelings in her body that she wants to feel in her body. And so she can hold your hand as you two both walk together through that door into the light. And you can tell me what it is you see when you walk through the door into the light. I see a big tree. And mm-hmm. it's a really good tree for climbing. And it's outside a house. It's our house. The house is like a, kind of looks like a two-story house. And it's really bright and airy. And, and she's bringing my attention to the tree. It's, I've been really craving and really wanting to manifest a tree recently that the boys can climb. They can create a, you know, a tree house in it and they bring up their own wood and, and stuff. And she wants, you know, she sees that and she just wants to do that. She wants to feel playful and she wants to see that tree and she wants to climb up the tree and, you know, see the boys like working together and they have a little, you know, at the bottom of the tree, they have like a little, post box or something or a little like doorbell or something fun and and there's just so much joy and so much happiness and so much light and so much freedom and it's just so so like childlike you know it's very it doesn't feel like life is now where it's everything's mm-hmm. rigid and, and hard working and it's just like looking at the tree and the and the joy and the happiness and then I'm inside and I call you know to the boys it's time for it. so this is a little girl like it's me as a little girl it's like I'm a little girl like my inner child mm-hmm. is looking up at the tree and then adult me is inside and I call to the boys first dinner time and they or the lunchtime whatever and they come down from the tree and we've got this beautiful like big table and the boys come to the kitchen to me and they, you know, they all help carry over plates and it's like a, you know, it's like a snack plate thing. So everyone helps themselves to whatever they want. And there's so many different colors and all the food is so beautiful and healthy. And there's, there's raw stuff as well. Like, you know, there's chocolatey stuff and it's just nothing's off limits. Everything is. Everything is free. There's just so much freedom it's not everything's not controlled there's just so much freedom and life and vitality and we're just laughing and we're just everyone's helping themselves to whatever they want there's no rules about what people can eat or they can't eat and I'm not controlling the kids and controlling myself and and we're just chatting away and laughing. And there's no rules around the table. You don't have to eat if you don't want to eat. You can just eat when you want to eat and leave the table when you want to leave the table. And then, and then when we all finish, you know, the boys come in and help me put away the stuff and we just put the food into containers, whatever we don't eat. And and there's just such a lightness and the boys start laughing about something that they want to do and bring up into the tree or make in the tree. And I come out with them to, to see what they've done. And I talk about, you know, maybe we can bring up some music or something, or, you know, they could set up some music up in their tree house. And, 
and as they're you know just playing and enjoying themselves I I just you know just observing our environment and it's just clean and airy and beautiful and free and tidy and the house is clean and the house is tidy and and yeah the we're close to the ocean because I'm just thinking oh I'm looking forward to going down for a swim but I want to go like I'm going by myself or I'm going with Rob I feel like you know I wake up in the morning and and I go for a swim before anyone gets up in the ocean and I feel so alive and I feel so free and happy and joyful and calm and I come back and I make something really healthy like I have something like a smoothie or just something that gives me energy and revitalizes me and me and Rob just sit outside the front and we have a whatever we chat and have a smoothie or something and and just life is just really slow and gentle and the biggest thing I notice is that there's no control. Like I don't need to control the boys. They play and they argue and they fight and they they get upset with each other and they make up and I'm not trying to control them and and everything is just respectful and gentle and the communication is gentle and we laugh together, we have joy together, but we also have time away from each other. We've got space. Each of the boys will go and do their own thing and they'll read books or they'll play Lego or they'll do whatever they want individually like we come together as a family but we also have individual time and in the evening you know at dinner time we all sit at the table for dinner time me and Rob and the kids and like we go maybe for a swim or something we all go down as a family and go for a swim or we play a board game there's just so much lightness so much ease so much freedom lack of control just safety and it's just pointing now down to my belly <laughs> and it's just showing me now I'm pregnant mm. yeah same vision that always comes up now I'm pregnant and I'm not afraid of it I'm not afraid of the pregnancy I'm not afraid of having another baby I'm not afraid of anything I just feel accepting and safe and I'm working and I'm doing what I love and I'm yeah just doing everything that I love to do which is just share knowledge and my own learning and healing and my work and life just feels free and slow peaceful harmonious and calm amazing yeah and that's it okay perfect so just check with her We're, we need to go back to check in with the protector but just check with her if if it's okay that a part of you stays with her in this um, hope in this feeling in this place and then we'll go and check in with the protector just see if she's okay with that yeah 
Okay, perfect. So the protector who in the beginning, the protector was saying, you know, I need you to get out and do stuff and be things and, you know, I need you to be fulfilled and all of these things um, because I don't want you going into a deeper depression. This, this depressive part is, is there and uh, active and I don't want you to sink any further into that. Ask this protector if it's just seen everything that we did with the wounded little girl, the depressed part. Yeah. Ask how it feels about that. Feels really good. It doesn't feel like my that protector part. It feels like that protector part now is about five percent, and that vision is taking up ninety five percent of the energy space. You know, it's like okay. that part of me is just like just the protector part is just totally kind of dissolved into the background happily. Okay, so go with the protector part to you being in the cafe, eating your coffee and muffin, not feeling fulfilled. And this protector part is kind of telling you, you know, you need to do more, you need to be more, you know, it's doing its thing. Ask how it feels now about going to the cafe. Yeah, it feels fine. It just feels like it's like really just relaxed. It's like there's no container. It's just like the cafe, anything. It's just all the same. It's fine. It's, you know, it's, it just feels like a surrender like I don't need to control this it just doesn't mm -hmm. feel like it needs to control things it's it's like it's saying kind of that that'll all work itself out you know like eventually you just won't want to go to a cafe anymore because you will be feeling so much more lighter fulfilled and happy and joyful mm -hmm. so yeah that's it. it just doesn't feel like it's holding on to anything anymore and so if this protector part doesn't need to be constantly on your case about doing more what else would it like to do with its energy and time is there anything else it would like to do instead yeah it just seems like it'd like to support kind of just wants to support this vision like you know it just wants to like lovingly be a container for this vision mm -hmm. if you get me perfect yeah Perfect. And so let's say two weeks from now, um, you're in a situation again, for example, you're in a cafe again, and this protector is stepping in and it's saying, you know, oh, you need to, it's worried that, you know, maybe this depressive part is going to come up again. And it's kind of telling you, it needs, you need to do this, you need to do that. Can it show you anything that it that you can do in that moment that will make it feel like it doesn't need to step in or maybe it just doesn't need to be as loud so it's saying that this part that protector part you know that protector part comes in when I don't feel when I feel empty and unfulfilled and you know like and I'm going to the cafe it's not fulfilling you know it's yeah it's giving out about going to the cafe because it's not fulfilling me and it's just like what it's saying is just just breathe through it and surrender it's like just keep on keep on holding the vision and the hope for what you want 
and surrender everything else you know so mm. the shame about going to the cafe just surrender that just feel it and allow it and just keep on focusing it's saying stop focusing all of your attention on like so if that part is getting really loud it's just kind of recognizing that it's okay you know it's it's okay to be there but focusing my attention on the vision of of what I want rather than keep mm. on focusing on what I don't have or what I feel like is lacking so okay. rather than focusing on how unfulfilled and the, you know, and giving that depressive part of me um, or the that protector part of me, all of the energy, it's just kind of saying, just observe, just observe it, acknowledge it, but keep my attention um, focused on what I do want in my life. Just keep my attention mm -hmm. on the tree. It just keeps on showing me the tree as a anchor point. Perfect. Does it want you to draw that tree and put it up somewhere or find a similar tree on Google Images or save it to your screensaver or anything like that? Hmm, that'd be a nice idea, actually. I think I like the idea of it on a screensaver. So yeah, I'll mm -hmm. save it as a screensaver. So just ask the protector if there is anything else that it wants to tell you or anything else it wants to you to do. Um, in relation to the role that it plays or the, the other, the wounded part that feels, can feel quite depressed. Just ask if there's anything else that it wants you to do. No, not necessarily. It just wants me to keep on feeling and surrendering. So it's kind of bringing up, like I was thinking about getting up now and um, going to eat something before I pick up the boys. And I was thinking about getting the boys food ready for when they come back and I could start feeling the anxiety, you know, the control. Mm -hmm. and it was just kind of saying just breathe through it and surrender you know it's just keep a vision of where you want to go and just keep on surrendering and feeling the feeling that just that that tension slip away it's around the control the control of the okay. food the control of everything okay perfect yeah so if that's everything if if it feels complete um, yeah, just thank yeah. it for for everything and thank the the vulnerable parts the the younger version of yourself that showed up today um, and we left in that really hopeful place just thank that part too and then you can just come back to me yeah I'm back great so I'm not sure how long that went for I think it was longer than an hour. It was. <laughs> Maybe it was two hours. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you think that that's something we could release? I don't like, yeah, I don't think we went, huh? I'm fine with it. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we like went into deep detail about any memories. Um, you were able to kind of just say what you felt like you wanted to say and not say other things in relation specifically to memories so yeah, yeah no I, yeah, I, I felt that that was um yeah I, felt, I feel fine with it I feel I, I won't listen to it back now um <laughs> you know I don't like that much vulnerability but like I feel fine with with everything we talked about and stuff you know yeah perfect yeah well I feel fine with it too and I'll edit out the long silences yeah. um just to make it flow more but yeah I think that went I think that went well I think it really went well as well because it really went in this sometimes you know it you know it, if it was meant to be 
I felt like it would come, like it would find its center point. It's it's it start it's it start its center its end, and it really did go in the circular motion, and it completed. Yeah. I think if any IFS session that we were going to do, I think that that is, you know, a really good um one to do because it had kind of the beginning, it had those ups and downs in the middle, but you were kind of bringing it back to that same topic because a lot of the time when we do IFS, we can go off in many tangents. I feel like we stuck yeah. quite along the same topic. And ending with the visual, I think, was really powerful as well, which we normally wouldn't necessarily do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think um, especially because it was very much like a vision, having that tree was really helpful because now you can actually just find a similar tree on Google and have that as your screensaver. And, and that then becomes the new anchor. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So we'll end this soon because I need to just relax and integrate a bit before I pick up the boys. Okay, perfect. Thank you, sister. You did a wonderful job. Thank you. Right. Thank back you for there. being. Thank you for being willing to be open and vulnerable and do this. I, I know it's not easy. Otherwise. <laughs> what? I probably wouldn't have taken the time to do it otherwise. You know, I wouldn't have yeah. set aside the time because, especially, yeah. it's not a real deep, massive wound that I have to make yeah. time for. It was more an in passing thing. So I really thought it was a great opportunity to do something like this that I wouldn't necessarily carve out at two hours to do. Um, yes. So it's really good. I'm really grateful that we could do it because it, it, I definitely felt like I did need to do it. And it really has given me some real good anchor points um, mm. because I actually didn't have, I used to have a vision of the future, but it became really hazy. Now, mm. for whatever reason, that tree is so, it's been coming into my awareness for the last few weeks. And it's just really solidified that um, yes. vision to really become an anchor point. Um, and so I really feel so happy about that because even though I, I feel a bit heavy now and a bit groggy and a bit, uh, you know, but every time I just kind of feel that the, the actual, the tree just keeps popping into my mind and it just mm -hmm. brings this lightness into my body, mm. that vision of the tree. So it's really nice. So yeah. yeah, I'm grateful that we got to do it. Amazing. And I'm grateful that I finished now so I can eat something and have a few minutes before I pick up the kids. Excellent. Yeah. So thank you, universe. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, universe. Okay. Better okay, my see. darling. So have a lovely rest of your day and I'll chat to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in today, guys. All the links to the information we discussed in this episode will be in the show notes including timestamps where we change topics. So if you want to come back later and just listen to one section, you can. If you haven't done so already, please join our Facebook group, Let Me Be Free, The Wounded Inner Child, and post either anonymously or not what's going on for you in your world. We'd also be delighted if you would share this podcast or the Facebook group with one person who you think would benefit from the information. Be a law Have a beautiful day.